Hello, listeners. Jess here. Have you heard our newest show, Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches? Winnie Taylor is just a teenager when her mother dies, sending her to Cleveland to reunite with her dad, a former football player. It's an inspirational story about sports, family, and learning to overcome the barriers that hold us back. Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches has something for everyone. Action-packed football games, a story about friendship, and a father-daughter story that will warm everyone's heart. I know you're going to love it. Follow Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free with a GZM family subscription. Head to gzmshows.com for more. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? From Possum Kingdom Lake, Texas, this is The Big Fib. And now, here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the toxin-neutralizing, rabies-resistant, omnivorous truth and the solitary and prehistoric beady eyes of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live In-Studio Audience. And who has yet another listener question to play and then to answer. Okay, getting right into it today. I like your style. And I like your... Well, yeah, I'm just going to play the listener question now, okay? (laughs) Okay, fine. Hi, Lisa. I'm Rowan from Cape Town, South Africa. My question for you is, who's better at sound effects, you or Chris Terry? Oh, good one. Who is better? Chris Terry, award-winning musician and chief production officer and sound designer for Gen Z Media, or our sound effects robot, Lisa? Hmm. I mean, uh, this isn't really a fair question because we're talking about comparing apples to Whatever is not as good as an apple. Like oranges? Yeah, sure. Anyway, I'm sure anyone who has anything to say about anything would say that I am clearly the superior sound generator. Uh, excuse me, I may have something to say about that, actually. Well, hi there, Chris Terry. Welcome to the show. I see you brought your bass guitar with you. Did you want to weigh in about who produces the best sounds and possibly play us a Deborah, little? Deborah, Deborah, Chris Terry is probably way too busy for that. Oh, I'd love to. Fantastic. For the record, Lisa, I absolutely respect the sound effects you produce for the show. Naturally. That said, you're not really programmed to compose and perform music in the same way that a professional human musician can. I mean, I've been playing bass for 35 years and I've produced hundreds of albums. And, you know, me and my team, we do all the sound design and music and mixing for all the cool Gen Z shows. Great. But Chris Terry, can you play the sound of babies laughing during a handsaw concert? (laughs) No, I I can't play that, but I can play this. Okay, fancy fingers, that was pretty good. But you can't hold a candle to the sound of yodeling Arctic foxes. (laughs) 
I've never had a need to produce the sound of yodeling Arctic foxes. It's true, but I've never heard anyone complain about this. Uh, yeah, well, that was certainly impressive, I guess, if people like that kind of thing. Now, I didn't want to have to do this, but you have forced my hand, Chris Terry. I present you with the sound of an outer space alien orchestra playing the theme song for the movie Mission Impossible. That's quite the sound file, Lisa. And you've inspired me to up my game a little and play for you what I hope will put to bed any questions about superior sounds. Wow, I think we have our answer. We sure do. And don't feel too bad, Chris Terry. You did your best. Maybe just keep plugging away, okay? <laughs> okay. He certainly did a great job, Ben. I think we can all agree. Oh, that- uh, would you look at the time? We have to get on with the show. I actually do have to go. And it was really fun hanging out with you all. Thanks so much for stopping by and playing the bass for us. Such a treat. Yeah, yum, yum, delicious. (laughs) Okay, have a great day. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. How fun. (sighs) Well, I think we're ready for some more fun playing our game. How about if you let everyone know how our game works, Lisa? Sure. Every week, I humiliate Chris Terry on the podcast. (laughs) Then we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one, and I'm talking no one, can spot a liar better than a kid. What are we lying about today, Deborah? G. Goldstein. (laughs) We are lying about possums, marsupials with pointy snouts and long hairless tails. And we're going to learn all about possums with our contestant today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is an 11-year-old who plays the double bass, Chris Terry. (laughs) Zoe Tilly. Welcome, Zoe. Hi. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm also good. Thank you so much, Zoe. Okay, well, Chris Terry played his bass, but you play a double bass. What's the difference? What's a double bass, Zoe? A double bass is the largest string instrument, and it's really deep. It's deep. Not like profound, like a low sound, right? And it's really big, isn't it? Yeah, it's taller than I am. Oh, my gosh. So you don't carry it back and forth like to school in your house, do you? No, I have one at home and one at school. Very good. And why did you choose the double bass? Well, I started with viola because my dad played viola. And then nobody in my orchestra had played the double bass and it sounded kind of cool. So I started playing it. Very nice. Are you playing anything in particular right now? Are you working on some type of music? Well, for our winter concert, we played a song called Dance of Fire, and it was really fun. So you're enjoying it. Very good. Well, we also would like to know some more facts about you, Zoe, but we're going to do it Big Fib style, playing our game, 
two truths and a lie. You, Zoe, are going to tell us three things about yourself. Two of them will be true. One will be a lie. We have to see how good of a liar you are and try to guess which one is the lie. So, Zoe, in no particular order, what are your two truths and one lie? I once have scored a goal in soccer as a goalkeeper. I was in a plane struck by lightning, (gasps) and I'm fluent in German. Oh, my gosh. Well, I hope none of those are true. Well, (laughs) at least the one about the lightning. Oh, my gosh, that sounds scary. I don't even want to think about it. What do you think, Lisa? I know that the German word for attention, I think, is Achtung. Uh-huh. Gesundheit. Okay, I was watching her visually. She didn't really move or, like, go to attention, so that's interesting. I also know that if you're in an airplane that gets hit by lightning... No, that didn't cause her to change at all. Oh, no. Are you trying to traumatize her? That's awful. Uh, And then I also know that if you score a goal in soccer, they go, Goal! Oh, she laughed at that one. Okay. All right. So that one's the lie, okay? Yeah. Because she laughed at that Yeah, she laughed. Anytime anyone's laughing, it means they're unhappy and lying. I see. Okay. So nice try trying to trick me, Zoe. I'm not sure about that, but we're going to find out right now. Zoe, which one of those things is actually a lie? I am fluent in German. (gasps) Lisa, you are incorrect. That is not the case. Do you speak any German? I'm learning German. Very good. Das ist gut. Achtung? (laughs) No, you don't know Achtung yet. (laughs) Which means that you have A, scored a goal in soccer as a goalie, not your own goal, I hope. No, it was the opponent's goal. Oh my gosh, that's very impressive. And also that you were in a plane that was struck by lightning. Were you scared? I can't really remember it. I was like four, but my dad has told me about it. (gasps) He must have been very scared. Oh, I didn't know it was when she was four. That makes a difference? Yeah. Why? Well, because if she was four, four four-year-olds aren't scared of lightning sounds. I see. (laughs) Well, very well done, Zoe, and I'm glad you're here. All right, we are going to get on with our game now and learn about possums. Do you know much about possums, Zoe? I've been researching a lot. (laughs) Oh, I see. Okay, watch out, experts. She's been doing some research. Okay, Lisa, would you kindly play us some welcome music to bring on our possum experts? Hey, hey, come on in. Please don't bring a possum with you because they seem kind of vicious. They got razors for hands. Leave your possums at home or that is the plan. Thank you, ma'am. And if someone is named Stan, thank you, Stan. (laughs) Very good. Okay. Our first expert is Rochelle Inman. Rochelle, please introduce yourself to Zoe. Hi, Zoe. I'm Rochelle Inman, and I'm a wildlife ecologist at the Brookhaven Wildlife Institute and author of the book about marsupials. Thank you very much, Rochelle. Let's meet our second expert, David Mizajewski. David, please introduce yourself to Zoe. Hello there, Zoe. My name is David Mizajewski, and I'm a naturalist with the National Wildlife Federation. Thank you very much. Get a whiff of those wistful sound waves. You are sensing the aromatic notes of hot 
Yes, it's hot seat time. And that is when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Zoe's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Rochelle Inman, because RI is the abbreviation for Rhode Island, and Rhode Island is a place. It is a place. That is correct. It is one of the continental United States. Very good. Zoe, what is your first question for Rochelle? Can you describe a typical day at your job? So my job is to do research. So on my favorite days, I'm out in the field tracking and observing wildlife. Most other days, I'm writing about the research, getting ready to submit to journals. And right now I'm finishing a paper on our work in Guatemala where we discovered the smallest species of opossum ever documented. I'm very excited about it. Wow. Yeah, it's only four centimeters long. Very tiny. Oh my gosh. Its name is the Brachysia ios. Or small possum. (laughs) Some people call them eyebrow possums because most people have two or three of those tiny possums living in their eyebrows. No, they do not. You've never heard of that? (laughs) I have never heard that because it is not true. Okay. Well, now you've heard of it. And it's probably still not true. (laughs) (laughs) Disregard. All right. Very good. Zoe, what is your next question and which of our experts should answer it? This is for Rochelle. What is your favorite personality trait of an opossum? It would have to be their tendency to jump or tassel. They kind of pop up off the ground, usually when they're foraging. It's adorable, actually. (laughs) It's my favorite thing. (laughs) Adorable and possums, I don't know. But okay, very good. Back to you, Zoe. This one's also for Rochelle. If you had a stranded Virginia opossum, when and where would you release it? Ooh, that's very specific. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'd say if it were an adult, I would leave it alone because it's very common to see a singular opossum out there. If it were a baby or a wounded, I'd call a wildlife rehabilitator, I think. Sometimes Mm -hmm. called a callium specialist who could take care of it until it could be released back into the wild. If I found a Virginia opossum, I would leave it at the Reston Town Center in Reston, Virginia, and buy it movie tickets for the movie theater. (laughs) Oh, that's nice of you. I don't know if they'd enjoy seeing movies. No, they would hate it. It would be really scary. But that would teach them a lesson not to run away from their mama and papa. Oh, I see. Okay. (laughs) As long as you didn't bring it to the National Wildlife Federation headquarters, which is actually in Reston, Virginia, because (gasps) we don't actually rescue animals there. We work to conserve their habitat and protect them in the wild. Oh, burn, Lisa. (laughs) It gets deeper. (laughs) Okay, go ahead, Zoe. This question is for both of you. Are opossums desirable to have around? And if so, why? Mm, Okay. Well, I'm going to jump in here because as a naturalist, my answer is yes, absolutely. These are animals that are really cool to have around. All animals play a role in their ecosystem. Opossums are what we call mesopredators. They're these medium-sized animals that are feeding on other animals. So they're eating smaller things like rodents and snakes. But they're also food for bigger animals like bobcats or coyotes or wolves. So they're both predator and prey, and they help keep sort of the populations of their prey items in check, and they become food for other things. They also disperse seeds, and they eat trash too. So they're pretty important animals. They eat trash. Well, what am I paying my refuse collection company for then? That would be great to see a trash truck drive up instead of people hanging on the side. There's just a bunch of possums. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to see that too. Hmm, I think we're onto something. Okay. 
Well, my answer will be very much the same. They're very important to have around. They're marvelous little vacuum cleaners. Basically, Mm. they eat everything. Insects, garbage, dead animals, and seeds, which of course then they disperse into the environment. What do you mean they disperse? They eat them and then they evacuate them. Oh, I see. I don't understand. (laughs) I need more details. (laughs) Are we not allowed to say poop on this show? You can say poop on the show. <laughs> I was trying to be delicate. <laughs> we can say poop because that's what they do. Everybody exactly. poops sometimes. Everybody yeah. poops. Yeah. That Everybody poops sometimes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, and before we move on, I think we do need to discuss possums versus opossums. Would anyone like to tell us, please, what the difference is? Same animal. You can either pronounce the O or not. Oh. With the people I work with, we usually say a possum. But possum is also just fine. I'll qualify that a little bit. I think that we call the animal that we have here in the U.S. the possum. But the technical name is Virginia opossum. And opossums are actually a different group of marsupial wildlife than the animals that are known as possums which live in Australia and New Zealand and parts of the South Pacific, whereas the opossums are only found in North and South America. And that Virginia Mm. opossum is the only one that's found north of Mexico. So they are a little bit different, even though they're both kind of related. Virginia opossum sounds like an awesome Irish poet. (laughs) Oh, I'm Virginia opossum. Yeah, I read poetry. You like it. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Thank you so much. Those were excellent questions, Zoe, and I hope you learned a thing or two that will help you make your decision. Hi, it's me, Jess. Support for The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter. Full disclosure, I have a cat, and his name is Arlo, and I'm obsessed with him. And when Arlo is healthy, he's happy, and that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he needs a trip to the vet. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one reason why I use Pretty Litter. And I kid you not, before we got this sponsor, I was already using Pretty Litter for two years. And it's great! Its ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, its super light base minimizes mess and dust, and Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. But here's how Pretty Litter helps me with my cat's health. It changes color to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. I swear, you and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as me and Arlo do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib to save 20%. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
It's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Zoe will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, no time to play possum. All right, Zoe, we're going to start with Rochelle. You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. How many teeth does an opossum have? 50. What does the word opossum mean in the original Native American language? A white beast or white dog. What is another word for a group of possums? A passel. A hassle. How many species of possums are there? About 220. What are the names of the twin possums in the film Ice Age? Oh, gosh. Uh, I love them. The pass. I have no idea who they are. Fact or fib? Opossums use their tails to hang upside down while they sleep. Fib. For most, there is one that does hang upside down. The ring-tailed woolly. Which animal is better at finding its way through mazes? Possums or rats? A possum. What is a scientific name for playing dead? Odnosis. What do you call a female possum? A jill. Beth. (laughs) Fact or fib? Possums are good swimmers. True. Yes, they can stay submerged for a long time. (laughs) And that is time. That's all the time. (laughs) Very good. All right. Lisa, would you do us a favor and kindly reset the timer? You know what? I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it kindly. Come on, little timer. Come on back here. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. Zoe, you can ask David your Shores on Fire questions. Now, how many species of possums are found north of Mexico? Just one. Name two foods possums like to eat. Um, persimmons and, um, and, and slugs. Gross. <laughs> what do you call male possums? Jacks. Biff. <laughs> <laughs> how many babies do possums have in a litter? Um, they can have as many as 20, but it's usually around 13. What part of the possum glows in the dark? It's uh, under fur. How long can possums play dead? Uh, for up to an hour. Name two animals that eat possum. Um, alligators and owls. How long have possums existed? Uh, millions of years. Six weeks. <laughs> Fact or fib? Possums love to eat ticks. Mm, fib. Where do possums like to sleep? In their cozy nests. And that is time. That's all the time. Woo, that was good. I think I learned a thing or two. We're going to have to find out. It is decision time, Zoe. So, Zoe must identify the facts that clicked for her. Who, Zoe, is our big possums fibber? I think that it's David because in the beginning he sounded really like sure about his answers, but in the end he got a few questions wrong on the shorts on fire questions. Mm. I see. Okay, we're going to get to the bottom of that. Let's find out. Will the actual possum expert please say I and the possum expert? 
I am the Pasternak <gasps> oh, expert. Oh, that is correct. I'm sorry, Zoe, but David Misajewski is a naturalist at the National Wildlife Federation, a conservation organization that works to protect wildlife and connect people to nature. David is author of the book, Attracting Birds, Butterflies, and Other Backyard Wildlife, and he's hosted TV shows on Animal Planet and Nat Geo Wild, and you can find out more about David's work at naturalist.nwf.org. Whoa. I know, so much. All right, let's get to the bottom of some of these things that maybe tripped Zoe up here. So, David, how are Rochelle's supposed facts actually impossibilities? <laughs> the biggest thing that Rochelle did was just sort of add in some fun, interesting names that are just not factual about <laughs> things like what wildlife rehabilitators are called. I think Rochelle called them calliums, which I don't think is right, and that the word tassel means jump. Rochelle also mentioned that opossums can submerge themselves underwater and swim, and they're really good at that, and that's also not true. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, Rochelle did a good job at giving mostly accurate answers with a couple little fibs woven in there, so it was a clever job. (laughs) Okay, let's get to the bottom of Rochelle's fibs then. Rochelle, tell us which of your answers were like flies in the marsupial. So there is no tiny opossum. Sorry, that was made up. And there, I think, are only around 100, maybe, species of opossum. The 100 species or so of opossum. If you lump them in with the opossums, it's many more. I see. Okay, very good. Okay, let's see. The scientific name for playing dead is actually thanatosis. I think you made up a term, didn't you, Rochelle? Yes, I said odinosis. And also, because I know you're just dying to know, the names of the twin opossums in the film Ice Age are Crash and Eddie. Oh, yes. Yes. And I just want to ask David, there are parts of the opossum that glow in the dark. Is that really true? That is really true. There are certain animals that have what we call biofluorescence, which means that they glow under ultraviolet light. And fairly recently, the Virginia opossum was discovered to be one of these animals. And scientists don't 100% know exactly why that is or if it provides any kind of benefit, but it's still kind of a mystery. And, you know, for budding scientists out there, great research project. Absolutely. Very cool. Who would have thought? And they don't really hang upside down with their tails. They don't. That's actually something that's only true in the cartoons. It's possible for a young opossum maybe to, you know, hang for a little while upside down from its tail, which are prehensile. They're actually the only North American mammal that has a prehensile tail. That means they can grab things with it and they use it like a fifth limb. They can hold on to branches when they're in the trees and they actually use it to collect dead leaves at nighttime for their nests. It's the coolest thing. If you look it up on YouTube, I'm sure you'll find videos of it. How neat. I never knew any of that. Very fascinating stuff. But we've come to the end of our show. Try not to cry pouch loud. Thank you to our contestant, Zoe, for thoroughly scavenging for the truth. Thank you to our expert and liar, David and Rochelle. And thanks to Lisa for the pointed pitches of sound. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into The Big Fib, where we try to pass along the joy of truth. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. 
While you're there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on the Big Fib board. You can send questions for me to answer on the show. And follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And please don't be scared of flowers. You know, yes, they are pooped out by possums, but they can still be beautiful. Hi, I'm Amy. I'm Oded. I'm Ethan. I'm Awa. And, and we're, we're a GZM family. Join us and listen to Fourth and Inches. Here, Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Hoo, Three years ago, Brinley Pasternak helped the Anders family uncover the truth about Holiday's past. Now, she'll need them to help her find the truth about hers. Six Minutes Out of Time is the long-awaited sequel to the most downloaded family audio adventure in history. When Cyrus is found unconscious near the mysterious Elixir Academy in Florida, Brinley learns the school may have a shocking connection to her missing mother. All new episodes are available one week early and ad-free for GZM subscribers. Visit gzmshows.com to learn more.